Power Records presents The Mark of the Man-Wolf. The amazing Spider-Man has many friends, but Jonah Jameson, publisher of the powerful Daily Bugle, isn't one of them. The amazing Spider-Man. The invasion. The Dragon Man. It's a warm summer night on a hilltop far from the bright lights of the city. A group of beginner students in astronomy gazes up at the northern stars. Their instructor is speaking. Watch out, here I come. Come, 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 come. people, hear me and hear me well. I, Draco, king of the dragon men, master of the heavens, from this moment on shall rule over planet Earth. Your fate is sealed. Dragon men. Oh boy, I never did go for all that space creature jiving. Uh-oh, my spider sense is tingling. Hi, Peter. Where are you going in such a hurry? Oh, hi, Mary Jane. Oh, Jameson sent me on a wild goose chase. He's really freaking out. Mind if I join you? Oh, come on. Only, uh, you're gonna have to move fast. Something strange going down. Everywhere I walk, it's, it's like danger walking along with me. Especially when I pass a manhole or a sewer. Guess that pendant is what's making you a werewolf. And so it has to come off. Even if I have to tear it off. Spider-Man, what's happening to him? He's, he's changing. Dear Lord, I didn't realize the pendant had grafted itself onto his skin. The transformation begins, and the identity of the monster becomes apparent. All too painfully apparent. John, son, are you all right? He's just fine, Jameson, now that this thing's off him. This is episode 747 for July 2022, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. Hope you enjoyed a montage of some power records uh, from Spider-Man Invasion of the Dragon Men and also Mark of the Man-Wolf, two of my all-time favorites. Uh, mixed with You Spin Me Round Like a Record Baby. I like that song, too. Uh, before we get to it, I want to thank people that made it possible for you to listen to this episode. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. And one of the perks they get is their name in front of our video live feeds on YouTube and also uh, our audio feeds for our podcast. So a big thank you goes out to Gene, Ghost Spider 2018, JR. Robert, Scott, Vinkman, Beautiful Vosh, Adam, Avery, Brian, Christopher, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, Jacob, James, Jesse, John P., Kelly, Laura, Noah P., O-Forks 33, Ryan, Sarah, Scott F., Scott M., Will, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Andrew, Anthony, Dow, Datboy, Donnie, Hafskimo, I'm gonna skip this one. Ira, J, JB, Jared, John M, Josh, Curtis, Smitzy86, Nick, Patrick, Ryan, Sailor Sega, Steven, Stuart, Symbiobro, and Toby Z. Again, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. Get exclusives like podcast early releases, exclusive podcasts like our monthly spider satellite episode. Uh, behind-the-scenes info of the crawl space. You can get T-shirts, uh, coffee mugs, stickers, hoodies, etc. All by helping support things you like, like this podcast. All right, let's talk some classic vinyl. I, I got 
Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to a special show. We're going to talk about two different things I loved as a kid of the 1970s and the 1980s. We're talking about Power Records, which featured Spider-Man quite heavily, and also the Ben Cooper Spider-Man Halloween costumes. If you're a Spider-Man fan like me, you probably wore one as a kid and nearly passed out from the little holes in the mask. But author Jason Young is joining us. He wrote a book on both topics. Welcome, Jason. What's up, man? How you doing? Thank you for writing these two books. This took me down a, a just a rabbit hole of stuff I didn't know, and I loved Power Records and Ben Cooper costumes. You did too, obviously. Obviously, yeah, for sure. <laughs> appreciate you saying that. That was the intent of writing them, was to bring people back a little bit. Oh, man, I just loved it. So we're going to talk about Power Records first, and the name of the book that you wrote is called Power Trip. So tell me about the origin of this this book. How did it come about? So this was my my third book, and okay. how it came about was I had stumbled across my old power records, uh-huh. dug out my old record player, and started listening to them again with my daughter. And ah. uh, we actually, I started to go down the rabbit hole. And, you know, as a collector, you know, you right. love all this variety of stuff, and you, you kind of go in little phases. So I was in this power records phase where I was on eBay buying them, and I thought, yeah. you know what? Nobody's ever done anything with power records with yeah. any kind of, you know, with book wise. So I was really interested in doing it, started fiddling around and just went down the rabbit hole and kind of escalated from there. Right. It's a Spider-Man show, but there's a lot more than just Spider-Man and power records. You've got, they had licenses for Batman, uh, Superman, Star Trek, the uh, planet of the apes, etc. There was a it, lot. It was very content. similar to Mego toys at the time in the seventies. And it was, yeah. to me, it was, it was the voice of, Mego toys, right? Like you had your Planet oh, yes. of the Apes figures and you mm-hmm. could hear them talk on the record. You had your yes. Spider-Man, your Superman, you could hear it, Star Trek, and you mm-hmm. could almost play along with the record, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, here, you set some art over. Thanks for that. Here's what inside the book looks like. Love the graphic design of this book too, by the way. You did a great job. Thank you. Uh, that one was uh, the Mark of the Man-Wolf, uh, which adapted a story. Talk about that a little bit. That one... Yeah, so with the it's interesting with the book and records because the Marvel ones, mm-hmm. with the exception of the the Lizard Spidey one, was an exception. But the yeah. the vast majority of the Marvel ones were straight adaptions, straight mm-hmm. adaptions. DC was not. DC was all original stories. So it's interesting that they went that right. They went that route. I'm not sure why, but it's yeah. The Marvel yeah. ones was kind of cool because it was a comic book, right? It was, and you you opened it up and you read along. I remember I was like three or two or three and I listened to the record so many times. My grandpa thought I was a genius because I was reciting them and he thought I was reading them long before it was possible <laughs> for it to me. He's memorizing them. Yeah. Little did he know I was not a genius, but I love the power <laughs> records. Uh, he actually got a cassette. I don't know where the cassette is. He recorded me reading the power records as a kid. So awesome. But, you need uh, to get that on YouTube. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, not all of them had, uh, comics with them here's some more art that you provided some of them just had uh cover art and there was no comic book inside to read yeah so power records is really good at uh putting the same story in a variety of different formats almost not tricking you into buying the same record again but they they would yeah (laughs) they made the most they got legs off those stories they you know they did the that story would appear on a 45 without a book it would also appear in a book and record. It would appear as one of four other stories on an LP and then later on in another one with a book. And so yeah, some these, of these stories would appear, you know, three, four times. 
these little uh, 40, these are 45s, weren't they? Or no, yeah, 33 little, and a third, it says. 33 and a third, but they're, yeah. I call them 45s. They're, yeah. they're the size of a 45. Those were original stories. So you had the Mad Hatter of Manhattan about a hat yep. salesman, yep. which is trippy. Mary Jane makes an appearance in that one. Yeah. Bell, right. Bells of Doom is about flying bells that are tacking places, which was, that was a, I, I told you off the air, I was, I listened to these all on YouTube last night yeah. and I, <laughs> they're hysterical. Really the over abo- the top villain oh. voice in that one. Really silly. Yeah. That Bells of Doom is nuts. Yeah. Uh, the Abominable Showman, Mary Jane and, and Peter go to a, a circus and this guy's just, that one's absurd. That one's really just weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We're I'm listening to him with 40 year old ears. So um That's right. But they to this day, him. to this day, my absolute number one favorite yeah. is Mark of the Man Wolf. Yeah. I just oh, love him it. him growling. <laughs> 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 it's like a dog's in heat. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my brothers does an impression yeah. of the I'm not going to even try to do it because I'm on yeah. video, but he does an impression of when he rips the, rips the, the thing pendant. off him and he yells. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like your dog stepped on its foot, but yeah. we talked about this. Uh, my favorite that I listened to over and over is uh, Draco, the dragon here. Uh, I just love that. That was an original story too. It was. It was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It might be the, the only Marvel one that was original. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's about a, a, the invasion of the dragon men, and, and it opens up with two kids making out, which I think is absolutely, <laughs> hey, let's go to the backwoods. Hey, what's this co- landing? I th- <laughs> well, there's worse, there's worse than that in Power Records. Did, did you see the man thing? I haven't listened to the man thing. I never so had the man in thing. in the man I, thing, and it's yeah. in the book, uh, right. it traumatized a lot of kids back in the day <laughs> because there's a clown who commits suicide in the story. Ooh, so, that's dark. What I take from that is is they were where they were adapting comics straight, you know, panel for panel. I think somebody yeah. just picked one and said, Oh, we'll just do man thing number five. Yeah. And boom, Suicide clown, why not? But Kids it literally that. shows, you know, the oh. gun to his head and laying in the it's very dark oh for gosh. little kids and that's dark. Yeah. That is very dark. Uh you included, which I appreciated in the book, this, because I saw that so many times. Uh, and it's right in here inside the opening yeah. of the book. Um, this art, it's got Dracula. It's got Hulk, Cap, the Fantastic Four, the man thing we were talking about. And, of course, the Planet of the Apes right yeah. there. I so, tried to make the inside covers of the book look like. The like you're opening records. a power record. Like yeah, those, like in the back, it has the. Here, I'll, I'll, full, right. I'll full screen you. Yeah. Oh, so the back. One more time. Yep. Oh, Looks like you've got a record in the back of the book. Yeah, it looks like you got a record. And even the back of the book kind of looks like the old back with the kids sitting there. And Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Um, ironically enough, I got a press release from Marvel today. They have the, they're doing Planet of the Ape comics. Have you seen that? They're back. I saw that today on your, <laughs> on your post. Yeah. And then nuts. I think that's just so funny. Um, I've got some other art we can go through. And you said this was your favorite. The book and record, the action well, comes alive. Mark of the Man Wolf story is my favorite. Yeah. But my oh, actual it's... favorite power record, the, my favorite version of that, only uh-huh. because that's what we had as little kids, was the LP. Oh, uh, I've got this one. I Talk about the little the one, mista- yes. mistake. I read your book. I'd never noticed this as a kid. There's a typo. There's a mistake on that cover. Yeah. It's Captain America and the Hawk instead <laughs> of the Falcon. 
And, and the... you can buy that with both. Mm. That, that LP was released. It did was they fix correct. it? They did. Oh, that's so funny. So is I think there's a yellow and a blue one because I've been looking on eBay. I want to buy this. There is the yellow one, the typo, and the blue one's not fixed. <sighs> Must be. Okay. Must be. Yeah. Because I saw some at eBay auctions. There's like the rare yellow one, and then there I saw blue ones. So I bet you the yellow one's the typo. The, that but, LP there. That's that's my all time favorite of all the power records. All the different yeah. versions, books and records, 45s, well, this, LPs. That's, that's this got you more bang for your buck. You got all four of them, with the exception of Draco, the invasion of the dragon man. You had yeah. the Spider-Man, you had Hulk. Oh, the Hulk and the Hulk was my second, no, my third favorite one where he fought the rhino and the oh, yeah, abomination. rhino and, and abomination. And that one. Yeah. yeah. I love that one. And also you had the captain America and the Hawk who, I mean, and, and Falcon, which a Phoenix shall rise. And that character actually turned into a Baron Zemo, like the Baron Zemo. Um, I didn't know that. You didn't know that he eventually became no. Baron Zemo. That was, he was the son of Baron Zemo and he was called the Phoenix and he went to a vat and then uh, he eventually took on his dad's role. Huh. So that, there you go. Uh, we talked about the Mad Hatter. There's yep. some more art. That one's absolutely, what is that guy? That's just like the, the <laughs> what is that dude? Like there are so many characters in this one yeah. that this was a monster. And then there was a rope man or something. <laughs> it was a rope that I think got attacked by a rope. Got, yeah, I know. Because he was a magician. Yeah, he's a yeah, magician. Yeah. yeah. That one's making the magic rope attack him. That was trippy. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I didn't know this in your book. Is this Neil Adams art who just passed? No, I think that's what you said. Uh, if I say it in the book, I'm not sure <laughs> offhand. That one. Yeah. It looks like Neil Adams. Yeah. The conquistador. But I'll say uh, a vast majority of the power records cover art was, was Neil. Yeah. That's so cool. And especially with his Superman stuff and he did Batman. I don't have the pictures of those, but that's a rare Spider-Man that he did. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, there it is. The really seen Neil Adams sketch. Yep. You got there you it. Go. Uh, we also had the bells of doom about the guy that controlled sound. And I think he was a legacy character <laughs> and he used to just <laughs> throw looks like sound Wolverine a little bit. He, Oh yeah. Look at the, it'd be long claws. That yeah, one's he's got trippy. the mask and yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then this is the one that had the Drake of the dragon one yep. up here. And then it took those four 45s and put so them. So this together. here, Brad, this is the yep. other LP we own. We own okay. the Mark of the man wolf and this one. And very nice. Very nice. But what's um, interesting about this one is this is really the only one that almost had like a comic strip on the back cover. Yeah. So you can and, almost follow, you know, five images to follow mm -hmm. along to a, you know, 10 minute right. story. I noticed the Marvel, uh, um, whoever approves stuff, uh, especially in the power records, they forgot their hyphens. They forgot the spider hyphen man here. They had the hyphen here. And also in the text, they forgot the hyphen too. So <clears throat> I thought that was funny. Uh, if they got the hawk wrong too, <laughs> what you going to do? Yeah, um, and then you had that one, you said, and this one, uh, power records was, um, they're also their other label was Peter Pan. Well, Peter Pan is, is the company. So Peter, Pan, company. Indus okay. it, Peter Pan industries who had a number of labels, one of which was power records. Yes. Yep. And they released one to tie into the electric company with a very beautiful John Romita senior art. That is Love classic it. John yeah. Romita. Uh, I'm looking for this one here. Oh, I, I bought it. I've got it right over my shoulder. I got one sealed. I'll send you my address. 
<laughs> we'll work a on hostage, a trade or something. Yeah. Hostage exchange. Give me yeah. the electric company one. But this one had Morgan Freeman narrating. Because uh, really? he was, yeah, it had uh, oh Morgan Freeman narrated what? it. He's the easy reader from Electric Company. Yeah. So that I just told my I just told my dad the other night that I wanted to change my GPS in my car to Morgan Freeman's voice. Oh my gosh, what would that sound like? And while I mentioned my dad, Brad, um, my son is uh, just getting over COVID, so uh, I'm not going to get to see my my dad this weekend for Father's Day, and I know he's watching live. So I just wanted to say happy birthday or happy birthday, happy Father's Day to my dad. (laughs) Love you, and uh, I'll see you whenever we're all feeling better. Dad, thank you for buying them power records back in the day. We appreciate it. Us fans, we love this book. <laughs> so uh, Peter Pan also liked to recycle. So they also released it with the same cover art. This yep. one did the Man Wolf and the, the Return of the Dragon Men too, right? But this one was a little different. Yeah, and it's you, easy to confuse the two because the, mm-hmm, the artwork art. is exactly the same. But this, but this one comes with a book, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. You open yeah. this one up and it's got the comic strip in it. Yeah. So you can actually read along. Uh, let's see. And then they they still like to print money up to the 80s. So talk about yeah, this. Yeah, so towards the 80s, what they did yeah. is the Power Record label kind of went away. Yeah. And they reverted back to Peter Pan. So everything yeah. was just back to being Peter Pan records again. I'm wondering and if there was, there was that late, there was that early 80s kind of recycling mm-hmm. the product and yeah. You know, cassettes came in and they got some new refreshed artwork to make it a little more 80s like yeah. and less 70s like. And yeah, they were the same stories. Exactly. I wonder if Peter Pan peanut butter was around when Peter Pan records were. I wonder if they had problems. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just, I'll think about that tonight when I'm laying in bed <laughs> eating a peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter yeah. sandwich. <laughs> no, we have Jeff at this house. Uh, <laughs> And I just showed you this off air. You'd never seen this one. I found this. Yeah, I saw the back of it. I never saw the the front before. The I've never seen it either. They released these in, in Mexico, right? That's a very large cardboard uh, <laughs> package for a very tiny cassette. But they're they, trying to they're trying to grab your attention, I guess. They killed a lot of trees for this. Look at this yeah. thing, Peter Pan in Espanol. Um, but we we talked, you know. CDs back in the day used to have a lot of cardboard on them so they could stick up so you could thumb through them in the, in the early nineties. But yeah, this is, uh, the front and that's the back of it. Captured Rotto of Jameson. (laughs) 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 El Retro del Buerte. I don't know what that one stands for. Uh, yeah, I had Spanish, but I can't read it. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's the cassette. Uh, 1981 looks like is when this go, came yeah. out. early eighties. So, that would have been the, the cassette early, area coming in early eighties. And, and some of the book and records, they would re-release with cassettes, exact same book and records. Yep. And I got it where right it there. said book and record. Yeah. See the little sticker. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they just literally put a little tiny sticker that says cassette over the word record <laughs> and slapped it in one of those big cardboard. Why packages. not? Two, pack, two packs. Can... They're blowing them out. Right. So I I don't I don't have the back of this picture, but may, it might have been a Spider Man on the back end. So you yeah. got two. Oh, I would have killed for one of those as a kid. In the oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, so Marvel had Fantastic Four, Hulk. They had Captain America and Spider Man yeah. for these specific book and records. So I love that. And there is another release, uh, re-release, 1982. It looks like copyright. Yeah. For that one, that's another 45. 
inferior art, I think, as opposed to what we originally yeah, they, and not Like even his eyes aren't even white in that second. I know, image. right over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and another thing you don't see very often, but you did in the 70s, DC characters with Marvel characters in the same packaging. That's unheard I, of I now. miss those. I miss those days. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's they just, work together. Yeah. And the uh, toys, the toys were together. Like mm-hmm. even even the comic book, they'd have crossovers, right? You'd see Spider-Man yeah. and Superman together in a comic, and yeah, it wasn't the, that big a deal. The uh, the artist of that uh, Draco the Dragon, not this art, but uh, was Dick Giordano, who inked the Spider-Man and Superman team up in the seventies. Yeah. So sharing talent, and they I guess this is this was a gift set. I think is what I saw. Three of them in a pack. Yeah, that's the three LP yeah. gift pack. No, oh, that's awesome. That'd be a and great. And they did Christmas another three LP gift pack for the Sci-Fi Records too, where they did Six Million Dollar Man ah. and Space Nineteen Ninety Nine Star Trek. Yeah. yeah, and here's more of the back of it. Where can you see DC, Twentieth Century Fox with apes, Marvel, and Mister Spock on one piece of packaging? You don't. That's unheard of anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's that's that, pretty cool. That's yeah. that's the back of the little forty-five or the mini LPs, but the right. Right. And that's my slideshow. That's all the art that I pulled up. So do you have a favorite of all the power records? You say the man wolf, is it? Is that what you said? Mark of the man wolf, the LP purely sentimental, but we, yeah, I could probably recite that word for word. Like I just, <laughs> and, well, and I could probably like just randomly quote a line to my brothers and they would know it as well. We just listened <laughs> to it so much. Well, you remember, everybody remembers if you listen to these, the very opening line power records presents the amazing Spider-Man or power records presents the Hulk. That's, that's, yeah, for me, that's, it's cool. It's still cool to hear Power Records presents the Mark of the Man Wolf, like that voice. That's still cool. (laughs) So talk about your origin story with writing this book. When did you get the idea and how did it, how did uh, you make it happen? So this one would have been coming off my Halloween book. Uh, Mm -hmm. Halloween book was, was done and uh, they were selling really well. And Mm -hmm. I was, I was actively looking for an idea. Right. And when I got that idea, uh, you know, I'd started, as I mentioned earlier, I started going down that rabbit hole and started pulling together the pages. But then I wanted to, what I did in the Halloween book, and we'll talk about that in a bit, is right. I talked to a gentleman that made all the artwork for mm. 30 years with Ben Cooper. So I wanted to find that person for this yeah. book. And the obvious person, of course, was Donald Kaysen, who's the president and CEO of uh, Inspired Studios, which is formerly Peter Pan Records. So his dad, Donald's dad and uncle, started the company of Peter Pan Records. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a lot earlier than the 70s. No, 1928, I think it is. And they, right. they started it. And, they, and it wasn't a record company initially. They were making buttons and game parts for right. you know, board games and things. And it wasn't until after the war that they realized they could use that machine that they had to make phonographic records. Oh, that's so, so they funny. started yeah, and they started, they were the first one to do a book and record, and it was maybe Popeye or Betty Boop or something, and mm-hmm. and it got on, you know, to different labels, a number of labels, and Power Records, initially, before it's the Power Records we know, it came out with the same Power Records uh, logo, mm-hmm. but it was a Halloween-themed, like, oh, okay. uh, yeah, there was, and it mentions it in the book, I'll find it here and hold it up to the camera for you, but it's... yeah, yeah. Frankie Stein and his ghouls and uh, here you go. But that's, so, that's believe it or not a power records. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. So they, they had the power records come out for 
a couple of kind of gory Halloween themed LPs, and then it mm-hmm. just kind of shelved it. And then when the superhero era came, right, seventies, they yeah. brought it back, right, and they used the same label and brought back Power Records, and then that's so cool. In came Marvel, and and DC and Star Trek, etc. They they originally didn't they pass on Star Wars. I read yes, in your book. Yes, that, so, that was a bad move. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And they passed on it because he didn't like the movie. Right. Oh, <laughs> he's the one. He's the one. Yeah. yeah he's and, the one. and they went with Star Trek: The Motion Picture, which is not the best Star Trek movie. Yeah. For yeah. their adaptions. And by that by that point, I don't know if if they had kind of checked out on the. I mean, you go from the stellar artwork, you know, Neil Adams Continuity Studios to yeah. they were doing actual images of star trek the motion picture yeah and they were actually flipping it the wrong way so kirk's insignia would be on the wrong side of his chest on some of the covers and things like that yeah it was just yeah it was another thing you said in the book that i thought was interesting going off the star trek thing they only paid for the likenesses of shatner and nimoy is that right so it was it was kirk spock mccoy and the enterprise okay so So, ahura was a white woman and sulu was not asian no they changed no, this. So, yeah, they had Sulu <laughs> with brown skin and an afro. Yeah, but he was Sulu, and it's some, and I think in another one he was Zulu, but he oh. was Sulu in one, and then Uhura was yeah, a blonde, a white-haired that, blonde. That's so awesome. Because they weren't allowed to use the likeness. So. Oh, so weird. Um, talk about researching the book. What was that like? What you found your expert who you needed to get. Yeah. Uh, what What's some fun things that you found out researching this? Uh, I went. I searched everything. Like yeah. when I say everything, I literally mean everything. There was there was podcasts that people had done. There was websites. There was articles. There was Wikipedia. Yeah. There was videos. There was anything and everything I could find. And I was just jotting everything down, everything down, everything, and basically vetted the history of the company and everything through Donald Kaysen and wrote everything and said, "I'm going to throw it in front of you. I'm going to take a stab at it." And he and I kind of worked through it to make sure I got it right. But there's cool. a lot of people. It's amazing when you go on social media and tell people you're doing a book. Mm-hmm. And the people that raise their hand and want to help. Oh, nice. There's a lot of collectors out there, Power Records, that were mm-hmm. super, super kind. Uh, Brian Washington, uh, super collector of, of children's records, you know, helped me any way he could. He actually wrote the uh, the story on the, the voice cast, which was a, huh. a big one. A lot of people wanted to know because... They weren't the greatest at crediting who did the voices and who did what. Right. Uh, so it was kind of cool to be able to, you know, put the names in there. And Speed Racer, actually, the cartoon Speed Racer, the guy who voiced that, that, Peter Fernandez, was the voice to Spider-Man, Peter, Peter Parker. I thought that was so cool that yeah. uh, Speed Racer was actually Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's, and pa- he's passed away, it, too, hasn't he? He has. And once yeah. you hear it, you, you can't not hear Spider-Man. Yeah, in your book, you got the the casting part right here, and you talk about how Peter Fernandez was uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker. He was General Ross, the Phoenix, Johnny Storm, and Human Torch, the narrator of the Frankenstein, the Man Thing, and he was also Jack Russell, the Curse of the Werewolf. Yeah. So I, I guess that was him making all those werewolf sounds that you said. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's so that's so cool. But By I the mean, way, so many so many collectors reached out and said, "Hey, yeah. you know, I got these pictures. I got I can scan my albums. You know, it's just that's so cool. It's really nice." By the way, we got a lot of people watching right now. About twenty one watching. If you got some co- questions for us, uh, pop them up. I'll pop them up on the screen. 
we've got Magic Lasso saying hello. Hi, Crawl Space and Jason. I'm looking forward to learning more about these new books. Cool. Uh, we got Ryan saying hello. Uh, hey, he Ryan. just he just went to a comic shop and uh, at the Acme Comic Store and he saw some Power Records there. They're all over. They printed a lot. Any any idea of the numbers? How many did they print? Any, oh. That, millions. Now, I don't know millions, but a lot, a, a lot. lot. <laughs> and last year, actually on eBay, uh, an auction popped up with literally pallets of unopened, still sealed. Did you see that? I did see and that. I don't know yeah. who, who got them. Did it what. sell? I, it did. Okay. And, uh, like I've, when I saw it sell, I was waiting to see whoever got them to start popping them up individually on eBay. And yeah, but I haven't seen any, Big jumps. Yeah. How much was that auction? Was it like 10 grand or something? It was really, exp- I mean, it was a good deal. If I you think had it was 10- more than that. I think it, it was more than that. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was big bucks. It, it was just like a big pallet that they would mail to the record shops and, and yeah. filled with power records. Uh, you got uh, Trayvon. What's going on? How are you, sir? Um, uh, Matt says the electric company one looks like uh, it is in that power records. I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. Yep. They had used the same artwork by John Romita senior. Uh, let's see. Yep. Baron Zemo was indeed the Phoenix. He was the second Baron Zemo. There you go. You're now validated. And I, all the, <laughs> the doubt I had is gone. <laughs> uh, magic Lasso says my Phoenix will always be Jean gray. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see. I remember seeing these a lot in Toys R Us back in the days in the early eighties. Even the early '90s was there records, Kenneth, and the uh, Toys R Us back in the '90s. Maybe the cassettes. I don't know. Maybe they didn't sell; they were just discounted in Toys R Us. We didn't so, have Toys R Us here. Uh, I'm in Atlantic Canada. We didn't have a Toys uh-huh. R Us here till probably, you know, yeah, the year 2000. Right. We got Michael has a question for you. Jason. Any thoughts on the first Wonder Woman record when the characters were incorrect? Wasn't Diana Prince misnamed? I didn't have that one. I. Th- think it was i'm trying to test my memory i think it was yeah. but uh now i'm gonna go back and listen to that one <laughs> it'd be nice if linda carter did the voice actor on that acting but i don't think power records had the budget for linda no, carter they did good though <laughs> imitating people yeah. like lee majors they they imitated lee majors i thought really well and they didn't hire william shatner or leonard nope. nimoy to do the voices nope. so you hear kirk and spock a little like bit. you you can tell it's not the real kirk but yeah yeah it sounds like kirk uh, Matt says he remembers books and tapes and records of He-Man. Do you know who published those? Jason? I think it was Kid Stuff. Uh, was okay. it, yeah, it came after our records, but I, I think it's Kid Stuff is the right. Yeah. They did um, a lot of other ones like Rocky and uh, Star Wars, and no, Star Wars I think wasn't Kid Stuff. Star Wars was Golden Books, maybe. Maybe, I. Uh, they were, who was their competition? They had, they had a few competitions, didn't they? Power records. Not until, not until they were kind of leaving. Like the, I don't think they really had any competition in the seventies. It wasn't until they started to phase out power records and flip the label back to Peter Pan and redistribute the cassettes. I think that's when we saw the He-Mans and the the other ones start coming in. By the way, if you want to order his books, I've got a link up here. Give me one second. We have a question about it. Uh, he says, Jason, will you have any more bundles listed on your site? Maybe one with the two books you're sold out of the Halloween one. We're going to talk about in just a minute. I think we are. 
and yeah. I literally am expecting the wax wrapper book to be sold out probably by the end of the weekend. Okay. The um, website, if you want to order it, is right here. Uh, jyoung11.wixsite.com slash oldtimesdigest. Uh, I've got a link in the description of the YouTube channel, so you just click on it and you can order the books uh, right now. But and I'm uh, also across social media at at Old Times Digest, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and you can always find me there if you're right. trying to get a hold of me. So uh, I'll pop that up again at the end of the uh, uh, interview. Uh, question when double Ryan says, uh, question when double checking your data for the book, what was the process? <clears throat> double checking the data. You mean just validating the? So I had. My wife's a teacher, so she checked all my spelling. (laughs) Nice. And there was a lot. There was a lot. Um, But uh, as far as validating, when I mentioned earlier about, you know, a lot of the collectors kind of raising their hands and uh, offering to help, I had found a checklist online that I was using. Nice. Plus a collector had his own checklist that he sent me, plus another collector had his own checklist. And I went through and kind of validated the three of them to get the complete checklist. And not that this this book is not intended to be a 100% validated checklist. So if I missed mm-hmm. one, I, I think I got them all, but I'm not signing any contracts telling <laughs> you that I did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was the uh, that was the process. So more so for me, it was around I wanted to chop them up into the different types. So mm, the mini yeah. LPs I wanted to keep together, you know, the the LPs with the books I wanted to keep together, the book and records, comic book size. Like I wanted to kind of divide them in those four categories. Right. And if, if memory serves, it wasn't there about 20 of them of the power records in the seventies and eighties, I think. I think closer to 30. Oh, 30. Okay. I think. Depends if you count the ones that are re-released with different covers, because it's are they right. are they different or are they not? If it's the exact same story, just with a different cover. What, what's hysterical is those re-releases. You're saying they didn't mean to intentionally make you buy a second record. I bought them thinking this was Draco Part Two in the eighties. <laughs> well, there's actually one, the yeah. Conquistador one. They they re-released it as Return of the Conquistador. Yeah, and it was the exact same story. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, I also, for years, I wondered what happened to the Hulk at the end of that one where they capture him in a big old uh, container. And I'm like, where did the Hulk go? So I had to actually read the next issue to find out. Again, if you have any questions for Jason or me, we will pop them up on the screen. We've got a couple more before we move on to the other book we're going to talk about, which is uh, Atlantic Canada. Hello from Nova Scotia, Hornacek says. There we go. Um, Vinkman, our friend Vinkman says, Star Wars was Buena Vista. So it looks like, looks like they were working with Disney before they bought them. Yes. Um, Soflo says they also released a Peter Pan recording. That was not Disney. My mother put it on to play on that record. Did you know I can get a copy of that recording? I don't know. I don't know. YouTube's probably your best bet. I'd say. Yes. That that's what I did last night before this interview. I went and there's people have animated the original pictures with the, uh, the MP3s of the songs. Do you know who owns these masters now? Do you know what inspired studios? So Donald Kaysen, who's, he still owns all the masters. Okay. So he, he, he would probably have to cut a new deal with Disney to re-release this stuff if he wanted to, but he yeah. still has got the original. Yeah. Yeah. But he still has the original. <laughs> It'd be fun if he would release them like on iTunes. 
Wouldn't that be fun if you could <laughs> legitimately you download them? Maybe I'll fire him an email. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there yeah. is the uh, the Rock comic which I've got over my shoulder, which was not a Peter Pan. Yeah, uh, that was released on iTunes, so they could they could po- possibly do that. So we've got Brenton Banner saying, Hey guys. And Ryan says, thanks for answering his question. Okay. Um, the other book we're going to talk about, uh, is you are going to my nostalgia yet again (laughs) and talking about Ben Cooper costumes. This was your second book you said you wrote. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. Yeah. And you've almost got flashbacks of my childhood. He's front and center. So interesting tip on the on the cover and it's a wraparound cover too yeah uh the artwork was done by richard rich amazing artist uh, original artwork just for this cover he did mm-hmm. a fantastic job he also did the uh, all the chapters which i'm gonna nice. hold one up oh, all the here. chapter title pages i'm just gonna show you yeah really you quick go. here Check that out. Oh so, yeah, that looks so good. Yeah, so he did one for each one. So like one for superheroes, one for uh, monsters and TV characters. I, I love the, the I love the second one that he did. Like right when you. By the way, you you sent me an autographed copy, so thank you for that. I've got the autograph down here. Oh, there you go. That's so. worth about four cents. I mean, the, <laughs> that's probably depreciating it. But the thoughts. That, By the way, I want a refund. You did yeah. devalue my book. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's cool. The, this cool story about the cover is yeah. uh, Richard was was nice enough to kind of let me pick who's on the cover and who who would go where and stuff. And every picture on that cover comes with a story. So. Oh, tell me. Spider-Man's front and center. That's yeah. what my brother Mark went out as on Halloween. And that's was always my favorite uh, Ben Same. Cooper costume. That Same. was always the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the year. And there's actually a picture of it in the book, too. That was the year that he went as Spidey and my brother Corey went as Bugs Bunny. And I got stuck as what I think is a little female <laughs> rabbit. So. <laughs> but uh anyway are you the the younger brother is that how that worked out yeah so i got stuck with the oh man i'm so sorry so that's you on the cover you're not spidey you're bugs bunny back here right well no bugs bunny is my brother my oldest brother got the bugs bunny i I wasn't even bugs i was just a random little rabbit (laughs) and they got bugs bunny and spider-man you didn't even put yourself on the cover (laughs) of the book you put your brother well i did i did so darth vader darth vader would definitely be when I think of me dressing up in Ben Cooper costumes as a kid, yeah. that Darth Vader costume is what I remember oh, because so cool. my, I'm... my mom ripped up her black dress and made the Cape for me. Oh, and so it was a really cool, cool long black flowing Cape. It was nice. really cool. So, so that's me. That's, that's my other brother, but that's my favorite Ben Cooper costume, the Spidey. Yeah. And then my okay. other brother was, uh, was Bugs Bunny. Right now. The witch and Frankenstein are, are there because they're just, to me, they're just so classic when I think yeah. of Ben Cooper costumes. Yeah. And on the back cover, there's. I don't have the back. If you want to hold that I up. Can, uh, there you go. So this is, this is the whole spread. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the, the King oh. Kong mask over here and the uh-huh. fawns. So the fawns were all huge uh, Happy Days fans in my family. That That's our uh-huh. show. So the fawns had to be there for sure. Nice. And uh, the King Kong one. Do you remember the King Kong mask? It was almost um, like it was adult sized and it was his mouth was open. It was bigger yeah, yeah. than the other masks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my oldest brother had that. And 
back in the day, we would just throw them away, right? Halloween was over, yeah. you'd throw them away. You wouldn't exactly. save them. But he saved that one. He oh, saved the mask. Cool. And what he would do is he'd wait for us to be in bed, sleeping, and he would put <laughs> the mask on, and he'd just sit there and stare at you and, oh, like, man. tap you, and you'd wake up to this King Kong face and scare the <laughs> hell out of you. So, anyway, so I had to put King Kong on the cover. Oh, my gosh. You were, you were yeah. Jessica Lang screaming at him from the yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all cool. Like To me, yeah. these books are all about uh, – yeah. hitting those nostalgia buttons and bringing oh, it back you, to when you're a kid and you've totally especially during me. the last few years with you know the world the way it is and it's yeah so it was Sim- cool to Sim- get those stories on the on the cover simpler times uh i think in your opening chapter i think of the power records there was a time of no youtube uh we would play this record and and wear these costumes this was the best we ever thought was going to get <laughs> this, now yeah. you can go to your toy aisle and get a spider-man costume right now uh, like the and they're they're much better quality than I, I always thought they felt like plastic bags like you were wearing trash bags yep. and they had a distinct yep. smell too yeah they did and, and you never you never actually saw them anyway like jerry yeah. seinfeld that's a really funny stand-up talking about the old vancouver costumes i'd recommend anybody listening oh, to I it. i haven't it, heard that i'm gonna have to listen but to it, it. look it up because he's he's saying like you, you dress up as superman right so you got the mask you got the right, smock right. And he said, the mask is so sweaty, you oh, want to yeah. rip it off. And the, the little plastic band's going to snap after the third house. So you're the hell with that. You throw it away. Yeah. You get to the house. Your mom makes you wear the winter coat over your smock. <laughs> so nobody <laughs> sees the S. Nobody sees anything. No. And you get to the door. You're like, look at my shins. I'm Superman. You know? <laughs> but he's so right. Like, oh, that's it's true. It, that's the way it was. Those and, and the nose holes on those masks, you could barely breathe. Like, they were so tiny. Yeah. And oh. you could cut your tongue, sticking your tongue through that. Line. You could. <laughs> I remember that. Here's yeah. some, uh, speaking of those nose holes, here's some interior art from the, uh, the book. Uh, that's uh, if memory serves and I've had Spider-Man collectors on, this was the very first licensed Spider-Man item ever. You're correct. Yeah. That's correct just now. so crazy. Talk about that a little bit. That I so, love that. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to actually read the page because okay. it's, uh, it's one of the most famous pieces of Spider-Man lore, in my opinion, is that yes. costume. Uh, so Ben Cooper found success after licensing an unknown character named Spidey in 1963. However, well before then, Cooper had sold her own Spider-Man in 1954. So that's almost a decade before Spider-Man. That's yeah. the yellow mask that's up there. the yellow one, which... yeah. There's some debate if Ditko saw that when he was designing so, the costume or what. So you yeah. even see the, there's no hyphen, but there's a separation between Spider-Man. Yeah. There's the webs on the face, the black around the eyes. You know, mm-hmm. it's, to me, that's a clear, it's, there's no question in my mind, but yeah. Stanley and Steve Ditko created it eight years after that costume there. Yeah. And the, it was literally, you know, really close to the uh, Marvel offices, like 10 miles within the Marvel offices oh, really? is where they made these costumes. So, and, and I remember reading Steve Ditko walk to work. He never oh. took a car. He'd always walk to work. And uh, yeah. the chances of him walking to work and not seeing that costume is, yeah, it just seems highly likely that they were influenced. Yeah. And, and the packaging of the Ben Cooper costumes for Spider-Man, all, I saw these all the way up to the mid-80s, maybe early 90s. I think they folded in 92, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they had a good print run of this from the 60s all the way to the 90s, oh, yeah. printing yeah. these. 
and they didn't vary very much. They still had the yellow web pits, which was very different and a very spidery looking. Well, they wanted uh, bright. They're always wanting bright. It, yeah. And a lot of them, a lot of these costumes weren't uh, accurate in the sense that like Darth Vader didn't have the chest plate with the buttons, with the right. buttons. Like it wasn't a straight translation of the character's torso onto the, onto it the wasn't. costume. And that was intentional by Ben mm -hmm. Cooper. He wanted it that way. What he wanted was, I think the way he phrased it in an interview was, uh, you know, it's usually the moms that are buying the costume when the kids are at school mm -hmm. and they don't know what Darth Vader has on his chest. They're just looking for Darth Vader. Yeah. So they want to see the big face. They want to see the name. Like you see, mm -hmm. you know, Aquaman there with the, He's standing in the water and they have his name written across and he's I got know. a mask on like the Lone Ranger. And it's like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> but Spider-Man was rare. You had, he had a similar chest of what the character actually looked like. So I thought that was cool. The mask was, could be the best mask they've ever done. Yeah. Th that mask is cool. You talked about the picture of you as a kid. That's you on the right, isn't it? Yeah. I'm the little, I'm the little <laughs> bunny in the pilgrim hat. <laughs> and of course your other brother, took the greatest mask of all Ben Cooper and had it for yeah. himself. What is he wearing? It looks like he's part, part Spider-Man, part Hulk. No, that's, <laughs> those are spiders. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think, I think back in the day they used to just pair them together. Like just, they had a okay. bin, they had a bin and they would just match them. Okay. <laughs> Let's go through some more pictures. We've got, uh, you had submissions of uh, fans when you wrote the book. They sent in some pictures. Of yeah. So I, I offered up on social media, you know, if you want to be in the book, send me some, mm -hmm. some classic photos. And I thought maybe I'll put, I don't know, five pages in the back. Yeah. And I got so many submissions. Yeah. That's it's, cool. it's a really solid chapter at the back, but it's my favorite part of the book. I love, I love it. Too. I love seeing the old costumes, but I love, I mean, where else are you going to see Batman, Zorro and Gumby? Well, uh, you know. well it'd be a weird bar. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a joke in there somewhere, but even I, the I old also, like wallpaper and uh, yeah. like the cardboard cutouts in the back yeah. of the walls. And I'd love well, all that. The wood paneling you, there. One thing I didn't notice, but when I read the book, I, I, I saw was they put the bat logo on the top of Batman's mask, which is yeah. a little different right up there. That's funny. That's a pretty accurate Batman. That had a Not little bad. cape too. Yeah, yeah, a little cape. Yeah, that's cool. And you had a young Spidey there. Yeah. Uh, who is that in the blonde? It's oh, that's Bionic, Bionic Woman. Woman. Bionic, yeah, Bionic and, Woman and Isis. Isis. Yep. Very nice. Here's some other pictures. This is mine. This is what I've got. I've actually got it over my shoulder nice. on my door back there. I have so, that same smock framed on my wall. Yes. And uh, I need the mask. These are the air holes right here. That almost killed me. <laughs> I do remember sticking my tongue through that. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that till you just mentioned it. I do yeah. remember that. It hurt. Yeah. And you could, you could cut your tongue on it. Yeah. And look at that. Look at that. It was just held with a staple. That That's little, it. that little That's bar it. thing. It, it was only meant for one night. It wasn't meant for you to <laughs> go multiple nights like kids today wearing Spider-Man costumes. Yeah. No kidding. They got their sock hop dance at school and then they dress up the day of Halloween oh, and then they go to a party and then they go yep. trick or treating. And That's an intricate spider too. A uh, little, little license uh, taken with that a little bit, but it's a cool looking spider. It cool is cool. Spider. It jumps, it pops. It does. And here is me wearing my Spider-Man costume back in the day. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Had a lot more uh, hair back in the day. Look yeah. at it coming out the side. Um, 
I don't know what I was wearing. It looks like t-shirts on t-shirts, but, uh, <laughs> Brock's candy was my, my bag I was carrying around, but there's my, uh, wearing the Spider-Man costume back in the day. Uh, talk about the artist who did all this. He recently passed away, which was, I was sad. Yeah, he did. So that that's Frank Romano. So yeah. when I was doing the research for this book, Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, it wasn't going to be specifically Ben Cooper. It was going to be Halco, Collegeville. It was just going to be the style of, of the costume. And the more research I did, the name Frank Romano popped up a few times, and I'd never heard of him. And yeah. the more I read about him, he did all the artwork, all the painting of the artwork of the smocks, and he sculpted yeah. the mass for Ben Cooper for 30 years, That's and awesome. I had never heard of him. And exactly. it almost it almost ticked me off that I never heard of him and thought, well, everybody mm-hmm. knows Ben Cooper, but nobody knows Frank Romano. He's really the star of the star of the show. Right. Uh, it's his artwork. We're we're hanging on our wall. Right. We mm-hmm. talk about Ben Cooper, Ben Cooper, but, but it's it's a Frank Romano art piece. Right. So I at that point, I kind of changed direction of the book to make it basically a you know, here's the here's the artwork of Frank Romano and here's his backstory. Yeah. So I had found frank's store on etsy Mm. and uh his is run by his son he was 96 i think when i was when i got in touch with him Mm -hmm. and i ended up having a nice you know hour-long interview uh with him over the phone talked to him such a humble guy and totally uh lost on the impact that his artwork has had like 30 years that's three decades of of children right yeah across north america that basically wore his artwork you know he had an art show on every street and every corner i like that you you have a quote on the back of the book from uh, his son that says quote my dad had an art show every year on every street in every city around the world on october 31st jason's book celebrates my dad's body of work so that's a great testimonial on the back it's It's absolutely true so he very humble guy uh, and he was going to the uh Chiller Theater Expo down in New Jersey every year, uh-huh. selling his artwork, and he was repainting the old smocks. Oh, that's and cool. uh, of course, with COVID, he he stopped and he you know yeah. wasn't going out, but he was still painting. And he made his comeback last October, last Halloween, to the Chiller Theater, and I sent him down some books to sell. Sweet. And uh, apparently, he left Chiller Theater and went straight to the hospital, and then passed Aww. when he. But he was ninety-seven. I yeah. think when he passed and a nice long life and uh, we can all be so lucky, but it was really odd timing. The, uh, I think a Tuesday in the mail. So I had sent him down some books to sell mm-hmm. and you know, the event happened and then Tuesday came and I checked my mailbox and there was a signed copy of my book from Frank saying, mm. I love the book. He did a great job. And uh, I'm like, wow, such a nice guy to think to do that for me. What's, and then, yeah. Two, three days later, he passed away. What's nice is he knew that he was loved towards the end, too. Yeah. Like yeah. how much his artwork is appreciated by my me, you, so many kids that yeah. wore his art on Halloween. So that's so cool that he did eventually find out we love his art. So yeah. uh, you talked about framing your Spider-Man costume. This is you. Are oh, you at a Spirit is. Halloween? Yes. Yeah, that, that was looks- my big book signing at Spirit <laughs> Halloween. My Halloween book. Yeah. That looks, oh, you brought treats. Look at you. Trying and to get the kids over. Yeah. What What was that signing like? Any, any interesting interactions with the the fans? Uh, guys our age coming up and yeah. checking out the Spidey, right? And yeah. it was it was fun telling a couple of kids that that was the first Spider Man co- Halloween Halloween costume ever, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. And they would correct how, well, it's not yellow there. They got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know. <laughs> yeah. and it, was, uh, it was neat. I'd never done, yeah. that was my first book signing. I'd never done one. So it was, cool. it was a neat experience. The, there was an article on 13 Dimensions. We've got some more art uh, where he was, uh, this guy was promoting your book. And, um, oh, did you write it? Oh, did you write yeah. it? Oh, yeah. oh okay. I thought yeah, it so was. Dan, uh, Dan's a, been a big supporter of mine. Uh, okay. Through 13th Dimension. Fantastic. I literally web, just saw that. So, really cool uh, website. So he asked me to rank my top 13. Here they are. I'd oh. never seen the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> but was this you? Was this that picture? No, or, no. Okay. But it, I was, it was, I was looking for that and this is what I found. So I went okay. With it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, now that doesn't look like an official Starfleet uniform, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that pops, that tells you your Spock. If you're looking for Spock, you got him right there. <laughs> Not NCC 1701. You've got just Star Trek on the enterprise right, right across there. the top of it yeah, and a baseball inside the insignia. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> and of course the classic we've been talking about yeah. so many times. Yeah. Uh, there's your Vader. Look at that. That does. So that Darth that was Frank Romano's favorite. Yeah, that's that a good-looking Vader. Yeah, and and the reason it was his favorite, he said, was because he's all black, and mm. he wasn't sure how he could make an all-black character pop because it's all dark. Yep. And man, did he nail it with the he yellow, did. the yellow and the white behind him like that. Really, yeah, that's really easily recognizable as Darth. Any research of what's the best seller? Is it Spider-Man? I, I would think it would be, but Batman and Spider-Man were the two best, two best sellers. Yeah. yeah. And anything Disney, anything Disney, anything Disney. and of oh. course, Klaatu from Return of the Jedi. I barely, was he one of the, the guards <laughs> in Jabba's palace? Is that what he, he was, was on? The, I think he was on the, uh, oh, the yeah, ship. one of the, the ship near, that they killed Boba near the yeah. Sarlacc pit. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What little boy or girl is going to say, Hey, I want to be Klaatu. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the kid whose mom goes out on October 30th to buy his costume. <laughs> you're going as Klaatu, kid. You're, you're, that's all we got. Yeah, <laughs> I think I make another reference in the book to Merman from He-Man. Okay. Saying so, there's no kid in the world that went to their parents and said, Dad, I want. Can you get me a Merman? Merman. Costume? Yeah. Here's a good looking Flash. Kind of incorporates the original chest logo like Spider-Man. That yeah, that, that pops. I like 1960s. That. I think. Yeah, that's a good looking one. Play of the Apes. There you that's go. a really a, cool one. You're yeah. a warrior. Yeah. Very that's nice. That's really cool. Yep. Uh, Frankenstein. Knife in the one. pocket. Very well dressed. It is nice. They'll show you to your table. Did Did Frank get stabbed in the heart? That looks like he's getting stabbed more than he's packing heat. I mean, or not packing heat, but packing a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting one. Howdy duty time. Got that yeah. one. There you go. Uh, I like Oscar the Grouch. It doesn't actually have a picture of him, but you, you probably have the mask. I, I think you got a green mask. Yeah. You got probably. the Oscar mask. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's cool. for the kids who like to de- dress trashy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing now. Yeah. <laughs> there are, there's yeah. like, there's like slutty that's Chucky Hall- or yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what Halloween's turned into. I know you got the mummy. That looks like an old one. That's classic. Yeah. That's that's, a, that's, that's frameable that there. Like you could just that that looked yeah. nice in a frame. That's a that's a good looking one. That's your number three. Here's your number two. Good looking Wolfman. Yeah. Good looking Wolfman. Um oh, look at all the hair that his paintbrushes, her strokes that envision like you're a hairy dude. Yeah. Nice. And your number one is ooh, that is a good looking piece of art. 
from the creature of I, th- the I think the creature is the now he used to I had mentioned he was he'd sell his artwork at the at the conventions and things and he'd redo it and yeah. that was the one that most people would ask for oh okay I think that's I think that is cool. as far as artwork goes like as far as his artwork I think that's yeah the most iconic image yeah, that one's that one's really good. Uh, let's go to some questions. Oh, I also let me get my questions up. Um, history of the Ben Cooper costumes. Do we talk about that? How did what was the, what did they originally make? They made buttons for the Power Records. What was Ben Cooper originally? What were they making? Uh, costumes for theater. Okay. Yeah. And they said, let's just mass produce this stuff for kids on Halloween. It was all. It all started with Disney. Disney was the big contract, and once they got the Disney license, it all kind of took off from there. That's cool. That's and cool. a neat thing. I'll tell you a neat thing about Star Wars is. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned Frank was designing them, so Star mm-hmm. Wars was big hush hush. You know, wasn't leaking anything before it went into theaters, and Ben Cooper was going to do the Halloween costumes. They had no idea uh, how successful it would be. Nobody did, but. Uh, all he did, so a lot of people say, like, why did uh, Yoda mask was blue and mm. Boba Fett was totally silver and uh, probably make a good Mandalorian costume now with the silver <laughs> helmet. Yeah. But it's because they gave him a handful of black and white stills from the movie oh. and said, here, sculpt the Halloween costume. Uh, so they guessed what color these characters he, were. He was guessing. Yeah, he didn't yeah. even know. Oh, that's no. funny. That's funny. Uh, was it hard to research this one? Uh, it was hard. Uh, the research wasn't hard. There's actually a fair amount of information on Ben Cooper to look mm-hmm. around. Uh, and Frank, I went right to the source. So, uh, the hard part was sourcing the costumes themselves. Okay. Finding good images of the costumes themselves. Right. And just social media people came to you when you're oh, you yeah. you write, writing a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So not just for the, uh, not just for you know their own images of their own childhood and the Polaroids, but right. a lot of collectors of Ben Cooper costumes came forward and you know scanned images for me and oh, sent cool. them through. Yeah, so they had a nice run. Like when did they start? I, I, nineteen fifties oh, um, maybe. Fifties, I I think it's fifties. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And, what what uh, caused them to end? It was in ninety two. I I wonder why they got they bought ended. out by Rubies. Okay. So Ruby's is still going. Ruby's is still. What is Ruby's? I don't know what Ruby's is. It's a Halloween costume company. Okay. Uh, And they're, they're the number one in the world today, Halloween costume company, but they bought, they bought them out. Ah, so the stuff you see in spirit Halloween, those are all Ruby costumes. Yeah. So you may have seen in recent years, they got a couple of uh, like star Wars, Ben Cooper style costumes actually in Ah. the little boxes. And I think they may even be at like Walmart or target or something. And, uh, but they're put out by rubies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, questions. Let's see. Let's go through the comments a little bit. Um, uh, Ryan says my friend cut his tongue on a cookie monster back in the day. I believe it. I I lost my gremlins band and was swearing through my gizmo costume. Oh, so your little, your rubber (laughs) band broke or your little tie. Oh, that was so, oh my God, double rage for a kid when you get oh, excited yeah. to go out on Halloween and like three houses in the elastic breaks <laughs> and you got your mom behind you trying to yeah. tie it and stick oh, it through I, and make yes, a knot. And, I, to- 
Everybody can yeah. relate to that if they know oh. these things. Yeah. Uh, Matt says, I remember an incredible Hulk costume by that company as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have one in here I'd never seen before. Speaking of the Hulk, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I had no idea that they produced a She-Hulk costume. Yeah. I can find With it. With rooted hair, I believe, too. Yeah. And and yeah. She-Hulk came, came. Oh, you got it? Okay. Yeah, let me pop it, it up. Look at that. I've never seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> She's a fairly new creation. Oh, well, and not, she was made in 1980. Well, I'll tell you, there's a couple of yeah. them I found doing the research for the book that I didn't, yeah. I didn't know they made a dark side from, from super friends. Oh, pull that. You got a picture of that one in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's see. I didn't know they made a dark side. And oh, I, you can that's tell cool. that's, that's a later one in the eighties too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. They made Dr. Strange. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. And Let's their see, daredevil mask was a uh, repainted Batman. So, oh, there's Doc Strange. Uh, hold on. Yep, there he is. Yep. Look and at that! Look at that! But face. look at look at Daredevil. It's just Batman. Daredevil. <laughs> and where they have the Batman logo on his forehead, like you mentioned, that's just the double it says D DD there. or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, uh let's see. Ryan says, oh, yes, the mask that could withstand anything and we could barely breathe. Yes, hard to breathe. Yeah. Um, uh, Magic Lasso wants to know about when that book will be back in stock so we can order it. That's a good. I'm getting asked that a lot lately. Uh, I So I bit of a backstory on the print run. So okay. the first book, I had no sweet glue how many to print. And I grossly underestimated it and sold out in a mm -hmm. week. And. I'm on, I think, my fourth or fifth run of that book. That's that's good for I, you, man. <laughs> yeah, I was really aggressive with the Halloween book. And by aggressive, I mean, if you added up all four print runs of the first book, mm -hmm. it's still not as many as I printed for the Halloween book. So I went wow. way overboard with the Halloween book Yeah, and never expected to sell out, and I sold out. So, that's cool. Uh, I'm nervous because I ordered so many that I'm like, there can't possibly be that many people in the world that wants this book, but a second run will probably come. Uh, what I'll probably do is pair it with my next book and then print them together. Okay. So it, yeah. if the next print run comes, it'll be at old times digest and social media. I'll post it for everybody, but uh, cool. yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, Ryan says She-Ra, she was in the book. Yes. And mighty Isis. We saw that. Yep. Isis uh, was there. Um, Gumby, damn it. Uh, <laughs> from <laughs> from uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy portraying yeah, him. Right. Yeah. Uh, Magic Lasso says, I remember the elastic on the mask never lasting through Halloween night. I don't think never. it was meant to. I never. think it no. was. Um, Matt says, wasn't something about the Spider-Man from the fifties drawn by Jack Kirby or inspired for the Ben Cooper costumes? Well, you can find it somewhere on YouTube. Yes. We were talking, we, yeah. we uh, Mr. Uh, Ditko has passed and Kirby has passed. It's the stuff of Spider-Man legend that maybe one of those guys was a little bit inspired. We'll never know, but, uh, it, there are some similarities with that yellow mask from 53 that looks sure. very similar. Uh, those rabbit costume is making him want to have some bunny bread. <laughs> nice. Uh, we got classic Spock. Yep. That was classic Spock. Uh, more proof. He's Canadian in the picture of his book signing. There's a co coffee, crisp chocolate bar in the bowl. Yeah. You guys don't <laughs> have coffee crisp down there. No, we have cookie crisp cereal. I've never had a coffee crisp really? chocolate bar. No, man. 
Um, wow. Nope, never have. Jeez, we got Toys R Us and Coffee Crisps. <laughs> well, there you Yeah, we, we don't have Toys R Us anymore. Yeah, you guys. Want, it was weird because we didn't have it until, like I, like I mentioned, like yeah. 20 years ago is when we finally got one. And I think ours is one of, there's like six of them in Canada and one of them's here. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says he was Oscar. So, uh, he's also amazed at She-Hulk. I was amazed at She-Hulk and Doc Strange when I read the book too. Uh, they talk about, uh, George Lucas, maybe his original idea was blue skin color for Yoda. I don't think it'd work as good. No, I don't think so either. I think the green yeah. gave him that yeah. reptile kind of feel. And Ryan says the daredevil, those aren't horns. Those are bat. Yeah, they're bat ears. <laughs> bat yeah. ears. Exactly. Uh, you've got a third book. Was this your first one? The next one we're going to talk about the, yep. the wax yep. wrappers. Okay. That was the I've, first one. I've got a tab for this. Let me pop that up. There is your third book. Talk about, about this one. This is your first one. What, what made you want to start so, writing about this? So this one wasn't intended to be a self-published book. Mm-hmm. This one was, so I was doing a lot of graphic design for Mego toys mm-hmm. and, uh, in between waves, there's, you know, months go by in between waves and there's no, there's no work. So I like to give myself little projects. And this was yeah. initially intended to be something that I was just going to work on and uh, probably print off, you know, three copies and give them to my, <laughs> my brothers for a Christmas gift. Yeah. And because uh, I had done fun things, like I made them a coloring book and I uh, made them, uh, you know, different little things and so I, I like giving myself fun little projects. So yeah. I'm probably, I don't know, 40% into this book when my wife said, that actually looks like a real book. <laughs> and I started looking at it. I'm like, yeah, it kind of does. That's that's what I'm going for. But You're right. then I started thinking about it and uh, did my research. And I'm, I'm an accountant by trade. So yeah. I, I did a full cost benefit analysis and hammered out you know, a spreadsheet. And could I make this work? And, and I went for it. And like I yeah. mentioned earlier, I had no sweet clue. <laughs> how many, how many, geeks how, many out there. You, how many books do you print i don't know <laughs> so uh anyway i went i went kind of low and yeah, i was wasn't long going so what, what year did you well. print this one what what year was your first uh, book this out? would have been right at the beginning of covid so okay, uh, 2020 yeah so 2020 so yeah basically pre-covid i got three children and uh i was coaching the basketball teams and go into the games and run, 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 working full time. And yeah. and then when everything shut down, I suddenly had free time on the weekends and the evenings. And there you go. So you put out, a, it does look like an official book. Like your wife was right. Yeah. <laughs> you sent me some uh, pictures of the interior Spider-Man related. So yeah. talk about this. I didn't have these when I was a kid. What, what, uh, so those were actually stickers. So okay. it was, yeah, it was neat. They were, uh, and they, they reissued actually. Oh, you've got I some, get up. I'm not hooked up to anything. I can stand okay. up, but, uh, well, I don't know if anybody got this. They reissued this recently. Oh, I've and, seen that and, in the store. Yeah. I didn't know that was, uh, so that's, but it's really, actually, I ripped them apart. You know what I did? I ripped the cards out. And I put them oh, in a binder and made them look, look like Look at real you cards. devalue your, your book. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I collect for fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You probably take your action figures out of the package too, don't Darn you? Right. <laughs> Darn right. And I let my kids play with them. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I still, uh, I had, a, I customized figures too and a big Mego guy. Cool. And uh, 
I customized a, a $6 million man, a Kenner version down in Miko size. Oh, that's cool. And he turned out so good. I was so happy with him. Neat. And my son, Nick, was four years old, wanted to play with him, but broke his neck. Oh, and it was a, it was a resin head, like a, a really <laughs> oh, I was like. Well, speaking okay. of the six million dollar man, this was a. By the way, the bubble gum wasn't meant to taste good, was it? It was awful. It tasted thirty years old when we, you know, when it was. <laughs> I <fresh>. know. <laughs> we still ate it, but it was. Yeah. But the thing with these wrappers, though, Brad, was yeah. You buy the packs, and when we were kids, we didn't save them. Toss we them. just ripped them, tossed them, ate the yeah. gum, looked at the cards, and tried mm-hmm. to figure out if we got the sticker we needed. Like right. nobody cared about the wrappers. But when I started my fortress of daddytude here, and I was <laughs> setting up my my man cave, yeah, I came across a few, and uh, you know, it's as soon as I saw for me, it's Superman the movie and Happy Days and Elvis yeah. and Welcome Back, Cotter, the ones I remember collecting as a kid. Like the artwork just. Damn, like you talk about those nostalgia mm-hmm. buttons, the artwork just got me. So same kind of thing. I, you know, went down a rabbit hole, was starting to collect yeah. them and yeah, they're it, just, they're neat. Here's some more, uh, wrappers from the art that you sent over, uh, success of the top 74 Marvel stickers saw a new series in 76. So there you go. Um, when you talk about the wrappers thrown away, that reminds me of in the nineties. I don't know if you collected them. Do you remember the Marvel cards you used to open these up and they were Marvel cards. You might get a hologram in them or something. Oh, yeah. and I tossed those wrappers out too. Yeah. I got that whole set somewhere and I, I found yeah. out recently that there's like the Stan Lee card and a couple other ones are worth, yeah. worth something. I get the whole, it's a like big stack. I got the whole set sitting yep, around. Same, but these were from the seventies. These came out. Uh, talk about the research with this one. And what did you have to do? So it was, it was neat. I was, it was almost tag teaming. I was on eBay looking to buy them for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, uh, kind of one of the purposes of the book is you really, if you buy these wrappers, you collect these wrappers, you do it because you want to look at the artwork Yeah, and some of them are really, really expensive, right? You're not going to go jump on eBay and buy the 1965 Superman wrapper without paying a fair amount of money. Yeah. And, you know, they take up room and you got to store them. The good thing about the book, you just pick them up. The artwork's right there and boom, get to see it. Right. So that's kind of where it it went. But the research was purely just online, 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 talking Mm -hmm. to collectors, sort of the same thing with the other two. Going to collectors groups and seeing what people have and starting to look up lists and catalogs. That's awesome. Um, Any funny things that you found in the research? Any any fun things that you came across? Uh, <laughs> the one that still makes me laugh, yeah, is uh, growing pains. <laughs> like, and I looked at this and I'm like, oh, well, who the hell is gonna buy growing pains bubblegum cards? <laughs> like, show me that smile again. Yeah, come on. Well, like, you're gonna you're gonna go to a you're gonna be in the schoolyard in junior high or elementary yeah. saying, I I got an extra Maggie Seaver. What do you got? Like, I got a Jason Seaver. Do you have a Kirk yeah. Cameron by chance? <laughs> like that ain't gonna. That, they just I don't know. That one made me laugh. But yeah, uh, that's funny. Looks like there's Alf. You had Alf in the book. And, I, well, and... I bought Alf though. I like Alf. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, I, what I noticed too that I I kind of didn't really pay no mind to as a kid is uh, kind of the holes. Like hmm. they made Rocky, they made Rocky two, and they made Rocky four, but they didn't make <laughs> Rocky three. And of all the Rocky movies for kids, yeah. Mr. Right. T and Hulk Hogan, right? You'd think Rocky yeah. three would be the one they make. 
And same with Superman. I'm a big Superman guy. Yeah. And they made Superman one, two, and three, and they didn't make four. Well, you know, the less said about Superman four, the better. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of Star Trek toys. They made a lot of toys for the first one. They skipped the best Star Trek movie, which was two. Yeah. And they made a lot of toys for three, and they didn't sell. Yeah. And then they didn't make any st- toys for four, practically. So I, I, the, the, the people at Paramount missed an opportunity, I think. I think uh, so. We've we've got an exclusive. You you want to talk about your fourth book, right? Yeah, gonna, I'm gonna. You're gonna announce gonna... your fourth book right here, not announced anywhere. No, so I'm probably seventy pages into it now. Okay. Uh, it's probably gonna be around two hundred pages when I'm done. I think. Nice. Maybe even a little more. Might even be even a little thicker than the Halloween book. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna take another trip down nostalgia lane, and I'm gonna focus on coloring books. Oh. So I'm gonna focus on particularly cool. Whitman Publishing. And there's a lot nice. of Spidey ones. I'll send you some pictures. There's a lot of oh, that's so cool. Uh, Spidey coloring books that I had as a kid. Actually, one you'll see up there at the very top next yep, to the evil the guy evil with, the robot, with the robot with the big nose. You got I it. Remember? Yeah, so I remember that. And the really, Hulk, the Hulk joined the circus. Hulk joined the circus. Yeah, and, but, and there was the clones. There was two Spider-Man clones. That's that is my second favorite coloring book of all time. What's the your Spidey what's your seeing first? double? Super Friends. Oh, the Super Friends. Yeah. Super Friends, nineteen seventy-five. That was that's my favorite color. What, I, yeah, that's. That, what was the uh, the how long? What was the time frame of those coloring books? How long did Whitman put oh, those wow. out? That's, so, I'm I'm in progress with the book, but I've got yeah. ones back in the nineteen fifties and oh, probably wow. go to the eighties. I probably want to go past the eighties just because you get kind of past that nostalgia factor once you get past like Pac Man and. Yeah, that's cool. It's a little more modern. When, when did you say you think that one's going to come out? Uh, hard to say. I got a lot of research to do. I got a lot yeah. of work ahead of me. Uh, hopefully before the end of this year. Yeah. That's awesome. Be nice to get it out in time for, for Christmas. Christmas. And, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I, re- I have fond memories of the giant ones too. They made yeah. giant Whitman coloring books that were I've three, four feet long. I forget. They yeah, were I only huge. have one. I have a, it's actually Spider-Man Christmas one. And it's, oh, it's a giant. You got the one. green goblin on the cover, yes. doesn't he? Yeah. I remember I that. that. One. Nothing's colored in it. It's brand new. I just, oh, man. I'm looking at it over there. And, man. uh, but I liked my brother had one of Brainiac with Superman mm-hmm. and, uh, he actually ripped the cover off it and hung it on his bedroom door as a poster. There's a big, there's a big secret wars one too. If I remember correctly, yes, yeah, that's a good looking one, man. You're like my Canadian brother up there. I tell you what, <laughs> we, we had all the same toys. It just, I love it. And where's your Miko Spider-Man back there somewhere? It's next to my Halloween uh, helmet. Well, you can't really see it, but he's back there next to the Spider-Man toilet paper. <laughs> nice. This is, this is the same Spidey that I had when I was a little kid. Exact same. 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 Yeah, exact same is, one. Is that a 12-inch Spidey back there? 12 yep, inch that's, that's the 12-inch. So they made a they yeah. made a 12-inch Spidey uh, yeah. on this, what's called the skinny body and then the muscle body. Yeah. And I had the muscle body, and my brother had the skinny one. And um, Yeah. That's cool. I talked to him one day and he preferred the, the muscly one. And I preferred the skinny one because Spidey's skinny. So we just trade it. You got a rare Mego back there in the box too. Look at that beautiful thing. You just put back oh, yeah. up there. Yeah. That's the old Spidey. That's beautiful. Uh, and you also do artwork for the Migos, the current Migos. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I've done, uh, I think about 20 in total. 
what, what's some of the ones you've done art? Uh, I don't have I don't have pictures. Creature of it, but... from the Black Lagoon, uh, okay. Willy Wonka, Geordie LaForge from Star Trek would have been my last one. Sweet. Phantom of the Opera. Did a two pack for the uh, Mirror Universe, Kirk and Spock. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And the fans want Marvel Migos. Is there any heads up if they can we, get the license? We all want Marvel Migos. Yeah. Everybody wants Marvel Migos. M- modern ones. Yes, it's 100%. Getting the license from Marvel seems to be a challenge for Yeah, I don't Martin. know. I don't know where they're at with it. Um, I'm yeah. sure they're actively pursuing it. I'd, yeah. I'd be you know, they've they've managed to get Planet of the Apes back, which is great. Like you were saying yeah. the comic books back in Marvel, like it is. Yeah. It's the 70s all over again. You're seeing, you know, General Ursus in a Marvel comic and a and a toy. I, it's because people our age can buy stuff like this is what it's exactly is. what it is. We're buying our childhood again is what yeah. it is. Uh, Matt says my introduction to Spider-Man was him fighting Doc Ock when he was stealing gems. I guess that was the coloring book. That's the coloring book. Yeah. Coloring book. There I know go, exactly Matt. the one he's talking about. I kind of yeah. remember there. There's also a sticker one. I remember. Yes. It wasn't a coloring book, but you peel the stickers off. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, Matt also says he remembers uh, the Gremlins bubblegum set wrappers. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I remember those. Mark Young says a retro Kingpin Marvel Mio. Oh, that's my brother. Awesome. Oh, hello, Mark. <laughs> no, wait a minute. This is how I distinguish your brothers. Was this one the Spider-Man one or was this, this one? Is, this is, you're talking to Spider-Man right What's now. What's up, that, Spider-Man him. Young? That's there him. you go. <laughs> yeah. Ryan yeah, is Kingpin excited cool. for your fourth book. I thought for sure you're going to announce the that you're writing a Mego book with your love you of Migos. What? There's um, a lot of them out there, though. There's a lot out there, and I, I like yeah. to do stuff that is not out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a I huge, like huge Mego guy. Uh, yeah. but yeah, there's just, there's, there's enough out there now. Like, I don't know what to write about that people don't already know. Uh, well, we talked about it like, off air. If you write an underoos book, I love underoos. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I interviewed the originator of them. He also invented fruity pebbles, which blows my mind that you can look to our YouTube yeah. channel and see that interview. He's got to be a character. That's... He, oh, dude, he was, he is a character, but, uh, so, I don't know. I don't know if there's a big underoos market, but <laughs> I don't know. I'll write the damn thing. Yeah. I'll do the forward. As a... <laughs> I'll do some graphic design. I looked at this picture of Brad and his underoos when he was. I three. don't know how many. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing a photo album at the back. No, though, we're like not. Halloween. No. Send yeah, in your photos of yourself as a child and your it, underwear. It no, is thanks. awkward to talk about the the pictures from the '80s of kids in their underoos. Was awkward. It's 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 yeah. an odd thing. But uh, that's how they sold them. Uh, so Ryan says, the, one of, sorry, one of, one of the big, big, big Spidey for me. Uh, yeah. I'm curious because you've done a ton of podcasts about Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the 60s cartoon. Yeah, I like the and 60s. I, I'd love for somebody to agree with me here on the chat. But my all-time favorite Spidey comic book is not The Amazing Spider-Man. It's Spidey Super Stories. Oh yeah, I love Electric Spider Company. Yeah, I had the a artwork. The artwork is that that to me is Spider Man. The artwork in those ones. I yes, and there was fifty seven issues. They tied into the Electric Company, and the Electric Company is how I met Spider Man uh, with the Easy Reader and Rita Morano. Yep, <laughs> so that's right. watch I, it. Up I did even. a. Uh, I made a Mego custom of the Spidey sixties. Oh, let me see. Let me pull this up. Oh, good looking. I like that. Yeah. Very nice. So a friend of mine, Austin, did uh, did the costume for me. Nice. And the head is one of the modern Diamond Select heads, but he's got the 
web shoot in hand and yeah nice nice your brother says he can still do the man wolf sound <laughs> yeah. it's not that it's not that it's i'm not going to do it but it's it's like the growl or something when he's uh no, I don't, I'm not going to do it. Oh, but the fans <laughs> demand it. Are you are you talking about when he pulls the the gym? It's, it's his- kind of the growl, but it's it's not like the the mad growl. It's just one of the noises he makes. It's just one of the random noises he makes. But yeah, he, he still does it. Oh, well, there you go. You got that to look yeah. forward to at Christmas this year. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Michael Best says yes to the super stories. Thank you, Michael. So there you Michael's go. Michael's a buddy of mine. He's he's a cool guy. Sweet. So. Uh, before we wrap it up, uh, if you got a couple more questions, put them in chat before we wrap it up. I want to share how you can order his books one more time. They are right here. And let me put the, uh, website URL is right there. Um, I did the bundle. I bought two of them together when you had the, uh, the Halloween costumes, but you can do a bundle here, uh, with the, yeah, not the, for long. The, as wax the, wrappers are, I'm looking at the floor. There's not too many of them that are that are left. Right. Just, so, just but a handful. You you get still got a good stock of Power Trip. Yeah, they're still brand new. So I still okay. got quite a few of those. Good. So you can buy them. It's cheaper to buy it as a bundle, but it's going fast. So you just yeah. order it through uh, the website here, and your fourth book will be over here talking about coloring books from Whitman. Whitman is the publishing. publishing. Are they still around? What, what, uh, they've evolved into a coin collecting, uh, company. So the, you know, you collect coins and you put them in the little sheets. Yeah. So they, they make those now. So they make, they're like, they've got out of the book business. So they were, I think their book business was, uh, an extension, like a label, you know how like Power Records was a label underneath Peter Pan. I think the right. books were kind of a an arm of another company. Because Whitman also did. Um, I as a kid, I used to love them because they used to bundle three comic books in one bag, and you could buy yeah. them for like a buck yeah. eighty nine. I love those. And they two. didn't have the issue number on the front. I remember that because I used to buy buy comics and I would put them in number order in comics. Yeah. And uh, you'd have to open up the cover and look on the inside cover in the fine print to see oh. what the issue number was. And you also had to bend the bag a little bit to see what the second of the third one was. Oh, that's was. cheating. You're not supposed to do no, that. No, I, I, I was all better. I'm like, I don't want a Fantastic Four in here, but yeah, I, I totally <laughs> did that. Totally did that. So Ryan says, congrats on the book. Uh, Thanks, Ryan. Ryan's a friend of mine. He's also an author and a teacher, too. So uh, cool. uh, Ryan is a good dude. So, any final thoughts, Jason? Anything else you want to talk about? This was awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate yeah. you inviting me on, Brad. And I've uh, I've checked out. I admit uh, going on and watching quite a few of your shows prior to this, and it's awesome. I'm subscribed now, and I'm going to be checking you out. So, very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about we come on? And we we talk about Whitman uh, when this next book's ready by the yeah, before Christmas. Awesome. I'll be fire fun. you a few pictures of the uh, Spidey color books. I'm sure Sweet. you remember I, them. Good I time. would love it. All right, Jason, it's been a pleasure. All right, thanks, everybody. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, One more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites, where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to. 
that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody.